Welcome to Feskin Perspectives, Legal Voices on Business. I am Daphne Willem, a Senior Associate in our Labour and Employment Practice at Feskin. Hi everyone, I'm Fanolan Nadu, also a Senior Associate in the Labour and Employment Practice at Feskin. On today's episode, we are going to talk about data, artificial intelligence, and the impact of protection of personal information for employers and employees now and going into the future. This is the first of a three-part series where we will unpack artificial intelligence and how it can potentially relate to privacy laws, especially Poppy, in the future. On that note, Vernolan, over to you to kickstart this interesting discussion. As I know you, you have a lot on your mind when it comes to the new world of work, labor law in the fourth industrial revolution, and the dynamics around employers and employees and the impact of technology in the workplace. So I've been thinking a lot about the workforce of the future. And a question that I keep going back on is, can artificial intelligence software or machine learning systems used at workplaces be impacted by the Protection of Personal Information Act? In the not too distant future, more and more technologies will be infused and will shake up what makes up the workplace. Am I understanding you correctly to be talking about robots here? Not quite, Daphne. More around smart machine learning systems. What has been remarkable in recent times is the reliance by local businesses on particular technologies, which in varying degrees rely on artificial intelligence, also called AI or machine learning systems. Take, for example, a chatbot that can attend to general queries, systems that train or coach individuals on best sales or marketing techniques or biometric technology. Think of automation of administrative repetitive tasks. Think of cybersecurity or fraud detection, robotic process automation in the healthcare, manufacturing and logistics industries. These are only a few. And these are already part of the changes as the workplaces move further into the fourth industrial revolution. And not delving into much detail of a technical nature, AI or machine learning systems rely on mass data that includes a data set, which given its purpose would comprise of personal information. In some instances, the technology is not privy to information that can identify a particular person, i.e. it can be anonymized and merely aggregated data based on a host of various factors. Thus, it functions to what the AI has been designed or programmed to do based on its underlying logic. However, on the other hand, AI does in fact rely on personal information given its specific purpose or can otherwise be a combination of both anonymized and identifiable personal information. So as we gear further into life of all data being in the digital world, Employers will invariably require using its employees' personal information for a range of business reasons, be it for security, performance, or better workplace efficiency. This will include information pertaining to one's views or preferences and other personal information. Businesses in the global north are already far ahead in this trajectory, and it is only a matter of time until this is fairly extensive in South Africa. Whilst there's been a proliferated transformation of technologies in the workplace, specifically in regard to data or information processing, the conversation of data privacy has recently hit center stage in all facets of tech platforms. So if we think of WhatsApp, if we think of Google search profiles, think of Facebook and other social media platforms, individuals have become quite acknowledgeable and they want to know 
who's keeping their data, whether it's going to be private and not wanting to be the products themselves. So, Vernolan, how do employers manage all of this? I mean, striking a balance between technologies requiring as much real work data to work efficiently and in the view of technological developments, as well as the rights of data privacy um, seems to be the new conundrum. Can you explain to our listeners a bit more about how Poppy comes into the picture now? Employees, whether it is the HR team or the IT or data science team, now have a lot to grapple with. Given that we're now shifting when it comes to the requirements of the processing of information, particularly personal information, as well as to better workplace security, efficiency, through emerging technologies, the question that organizations should be asking now is what could possibly be the impact when taking Poppy into account? Part of the provisions of Poppy, in order to be compliant, is that it envisages consent. However, this is not the only ground. There are other grounds or or exceptions. It further gives data subjects or employees in the context of the workplace a right to be made aware when collecting their information, which should be directly from them. This must also be explicitly defined and lawful. The processing should be lawful and conducted in a reasonable manner and pertaining to a function or activity of the employer. Poppy further imposes requirements in the processing of special personal information. As a default position, there's a prohibition in the processing of special information unless the general authorization provisions apply. So uh, under Section 26 of the Act, special personal information includes information that pertains to religious or philosophical beliefs, race or ethnic origin, trade union membership, political persuasion, biometric information, and so forth. Poppy makes specific provision in addressing this type of information. Just explain to us, how about artificial intelligence systems? How do employers need to be thinking about personal versus de-identified information, which would typically be found in artificial intelligence systems? Based on what Poppy covers and the machine learning systems requiring a wealth of data that may include personal information, it is evident that the provisions of Poppy will be applicable to these systems where personal information is concerned. However, if data or information is de-identified or anonymized, as I've indicated, then Poppy would not apply. In the future podcast on this subject, we will unpack more about how AI machine learning systems that require personal information, as indicated, it would ordinarily envisage uh, consent, but it doesn't have to be the case. Uh, For example, if you have a contract, then that can be an exception. But information which at face value is seen as anonymized, but in some way can be associated through a reasonably foreseeable method to a particular individual that would bring it within the scope of Poppy. My understanding of de-identified personal information in terms of the definition under Poppy, in essence, is that it means information or deleted information that can be identified or that can identify the data subject. It also means a deletion of information that can be used or manipulated by a reasonably foreseeable method to other information in order to identify the data subject or the possibility by a reasonably foreseeable method to other information that can identify the data subject. Please, can you expand on this for listeners so as to assist them in getting their heads around this whole new data world and protection of data considerations? You are right, spot on. 
that is a good summary of de-identification. In other words, if the face value or anonymized personal information can still identify a person through a reasonably foreseeable method, it will not constitute de-identified personal information. So in these instances, it will then fall under the definition of re-identification, which means to resurrect any information that has been identified, which would include the identity of a data subject can be used or manipulated by a reasonably foreseeable method to identify the data subject or can be linked by a reasonably foreseeable method to other information that identifies the data subject and re-identified as a corresponding meaning in this instance. Again, I'll mention robotic process automation in the healthcare, manufacturing, and logistics industries that are impacting the world of work. So while these definitions may seem straightforward, it will be interesting, in my view, to determine in due course to what degree of measure the test of reasonably foreseeable method would apply in practice, even with an objective standard in the context of AI systems. And I say this because this is especially when taking into account the varying intricacies of a machine learning system, becoming more intuitive in its training as it progresses, and whether such a standard will be suitable in each given case. Van Nolan, it's been a great pleasure to unpack the subject with you today. I look forward to unpacking it further in our next session on this topic. Thanks, Daphne. Yes, practically speaking, I think we are only at the beginning of this new data-focused world and its impact on all areas of the workplace, from the people, process, policies, regulations, and the day-to-day routine practices. I look forward to unpacking this further, and thank you for a great discussion. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's episode of Faskin Perspectives. 